Hello, friends. Welcome back to Soul Food, a podcast of conversations that are good for the soul. And you know what is good for the soul? Love. Loving God, loving people, all that good stuff. And so today, that's what I want to talk about is love because that is something the Lord has really just been um, kind of convicting me about this week. A lot of times I kind of lack in the love department. And um, I think if I lack in that department, then I'm lacking in all others, basically. So, Lord help me. (laughs) Um, But I'm so glad you're here. Thank you so much for listening. Um, And I pray that, yeah, that the Lord would speak to you and continue to reveal himself um, to you and freedom to you. All right. Let's do this. This past week, I've been thinking a lot about what really matters about being a Christian. What is the mark of my faith? Because I think going to a Christian school and getting older, I feel like I'm growing um, in a lot of ways about my knowledge of God and my discipline in being with Him and seeking Him. But I don't know if you ever have these moments where you are one minute spending time with the Lord, reading your Bible in the presence of God, And then you step out of that moment and you come face to face with a brother or sister or a parent or your child or your roommate or friend or whoever it is and you snap at them and you get irritated so easily. And I've had those moments and afterwards I just feel so frustrated with myself and honestly just such a fake you know um I think the Lord has really been challenging me with this this week to think more about this and it brought me to first Corinthians 13 which I'm sure you've heard before but I want to read it to you and I hope you just listen to it And I want you to listen to it like you've never heard it before. To try to listen to it like it's the first time you're hearing these things. And recognizing that this is the word of God to us. Alright, 1 Corinthians 13. If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I am a noisy gong or clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains but have not love, I am nothing. If I give away all that I have, and if I deliver up my body to be burned but have not love, I gain nothing. Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. 
It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. As for prophecies, they will pass away. As for tongues, they will cease. As for knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part, but when the perfect comes, the partial will pass away. When I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I gave up childish ways. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I have been fully known. So now faith, hope, and love abide, these three, but the greatest of these is love. This past week was MLK Day, and on Monday I took some time to listen to one of um, Martin Luther King Jr.'s sermons titled, Paul's Letter to American Christians. And in it, he says this, He who loves is a participant in the being of God. He who hates does not know God. And of course, that echoes in 1 John when it says that we cannot possibly love and know God and hate our brother. MLK goes on to say, you must come to see that it is possible for a man to be self-centered in his self-denial and self-righteous in his self-sacrifice. He may be generous in order to feed his ego and pious in order to feed his pride. Man has the tragic capacity to relegate a heightening virtue to a tragic vice. Without love, benevolence becomes egotism and martyrdom becomes spiritual pride. Hmm. That's a lot to chew on. Hmm. Are we being self-righteous in our self-sacrifice? Are we generous to feed our egos? Are we pious to feed our pride? Because hmm. that's not love. That's not who God is. And if that's our version of Christianity, then we're missing God altogether. It stands out to me that it talks about how love is the thing that never ends. And then lists all these things that we as Christians would think, wow, if I could do that, I'm like at the pinnacle of faith, the peak, (laughs) you know that that's as good as it gets. Being able to tell prophecies, speaking in tongues, all these things, being able to have the faith that actually moves mountains, being able to do all these things. And scripture says here that all those things are passing away. We attain knowledge in part. We prophesy in part. But when Christ comes back, the, those things that were partial will pass away to what is everlasting. It strikes me then that having faith to move mountains, 
the signs and wonders of tongues and prophecy and gaining knowledge and all of those things, they all have to do with um, kind of being a bridge between us and God in a way. A bridge between the holiness of God and the unholy of man. And it's beautiful to see how the Lord, who is perfect, takes up residence and shows signs and wonders in us who are imperfect. And yet scripture here says that even that is not knowing him fully, that that is just partial glimpses of God. Those things serves as signs and wonders to us, glimpses of the future of Christ's return. But when we abide in love, when we have the love of God, we have the very being of God. Love isn't a sign or a wonder of the presence of God because God is love. It is what is everlasting. And just like scripture says and we as Christians profess, this world and all that is in it is passing away. The world and its desires is passing away. But God and the things of God, that is what abides forever, God. And yes, speaking in tongues and prophecy and gaining gaining knowledge and being eloquent and being able to talk about our faith and reading all these books and doing all these things and giving up things and even giving up our very lives for faith, all these things are not bad and they can be a part of what the Lord is calling to. And I think it is in part what the Lord is calling us to. But scripture says here that if we have all these things, but we lack love, these things are all just of the world because they're all passing away. And so friends, the thing I'm really wrestling with is, can I say I really met with God and know God? And then right after have an irritable moment with my sister for asking me a question that wasn't you know what I mean like how can we say we are meeting with and knowing and abiding in God and then be impatient and these things just don't line up and I think what the Lord is showing me is that first and foremost that there is grace that we are at peace with God. And so though I fall short, that doesn't make my encounter with the being and presence of God less real. It doesn't invalidate it as not having happened or as God not actually showing up just because I'm not practicing love perfectly. But I think it should challenge us and cause us to put into question if our relationship with God is centered around the person of God who is love, 
are centered around ourselves and our self-righteousness that longs for all of these outward signs and yet we can lack something that's so foundational, so basic and yet so um, hmm, challenging as love. And to encourage you in this, because there is no self-condemnation in Christ Jesus. All these things that says that love is patient and kind. It doesn't envy or boast. It's not arrogant or rude. It doesn't insist on its own way. It's not irritable or resentful. It rejoices with the truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. It never ends. Because God is love, we can put God and substitute his name for every mention of love in this chapter and know that that is how God looks towards us. And that is beautiful. And that is grace. So thank God for that. That he doesn't hold it over our heads when we are unloving. But I think the Lord is bringing me back to love. Something MLK talked about constantly. Um, I think it was kind of his thesis. But not just of his sermons and written work. But of the way he lived. And that is really what I've been thinking about this week. Because I never want the words I can say about God and the way, hmm, the things I can say about God in eloquence. I never want that to be more beautiful than the life I live of love towards others so God help me to know you because you are love help us to know you Help us to know love. Because without love, God, it's all just noise. All of our spiritual disciplines, all of the ways we can talk about you, all the signs we can show to people that we're saved, it's all just noise that's empty and at the end of it all doesn't, won't last. It doesn't stand But God, you said that when we love, because you are love, we are with you. So Lord, I pray for all those who feel distant from you. Who don't know where to find you. God, that you would show yourself in love to them. 
and show how you are present in every action of love. Lord, make us a loving people that that would be how we are distinguished and set apart from this world is the way that we love and not an emotional, self-centered love, God. But love as you are love. Make that the testimony. Make that our life's goal to be people marked by love. Lord, help us to know and accept your love for us. Lord, I love you. I'm sorry for when I fall short of loving you rightly and loving others rightly. Lord, I need you to change me. Change us, God. Draw us nearer to you. Help us not strive to be more loving by our own willpower and by our own self-righteousness and good intentions, God. But make us a people where our identity is love, that you would change the core of us, God, not just outward signs. Or change the very nature of us to be a people of love. In Jesus' name, amen.